You're listening to Cocktails and Clarity. An explicit podcast. Yep, explicit. Where we get all the answers you're too sober to ask for. Welcome back to another episode of Cocktails and Clarity with Haley and Hannah. I'm Haley. I'm Hannah. Um, it is Sunday. It is Sunday. And what are we doing? We're drinking. We are We're drinking. drinking. Cheers. Cheers. How's it oh. going? It's going well. Um, it's been a long weekend. I had some friends in town. Yeah. It was great. Um, yeah, but excited for this episode tonight. I think it's going to be maybe one of the best, well, if not the best. Set us up for failure. I just wanted to give us some motivation. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yes, I agree. This week is a very important episode because um, we'll be getting clarity on something that we've been wanting to get clarity on for a long time, but we just haven't had the right resources. And I would say you and I tracked down the right resources. I would say it was our best execution when it comes to researching, looking for the talent, honing in on the talent creeping the talent out and then actually securing exactly them. a few snafus, but we um, came out on top. I'd say Absolutely. So before we introduce our guests, let's just share a little anecdote. Please do. Um, well, this is going to be a tag team. So like, let's just, I like, look take forward to sharing it with you. Sentences. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're a comedy podcast. More or less. I, by our own definition. By our own definition, we are classified. <laughs> iTunes just calls us explicit. We call ourselves comedic. <laughs> but we ha- we actually have a genre and it's comedy. If okay. You, if you fair. look. Um, but we we have no training. We're not classically trained. We don't know anything about comedy, really. So um, us and our producers thought it would be a good offsite to actually go see some comedy, hit up an improv show, and just like get creative, get inspired. Um, so we went to an awesome improv show called... End Games Improv, which was so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, it Nailed was BYOB. It. We brought tons of alcohol. It's like a very small um, theater. So like only a certain amount of people get in. And we were lucky enough to make the cut. Mm-hmm. Um, had the best time, laughed hysterically at the show. And afterwards, um, the comedians will say, we're like, hey, we love meeting people that come to the show. We'll be at this bar afterwards, like if you guys want to come meet us. So naturally, we beelined it. <laughs> Which I wonder too when they say that, if that's like, a, oh, this is a nice conclusion. Like, I don't know if anyone's going to actually yeah. follow me to the bar. And like you and I got out, we're like, okay, where is it? Where is it? I think it's to the left. I think it's to the left. Like we have our maps out, like ready to go. We like, Google play cool, play go. cool. It's literally, it's, it's probably 0. 0.2 miles. Like it was yeah. about a a three minute walk and we had our maps. Oh my God. They probably Um, walk into the bar every week and they're like, Oh no, row three's here. You know, from the audience like, fuck. So we play it cool. We get to the bar. We scope out some, like a spot, get a drink, like just start chatting, finally spot the comedians and beeline it for them for the intro. Mm -hmm. And, um, we'll have to see what they say, what they say about it, but I don't think it was obvious we were looking for something. I think we just seemed like, you know, genuine yeah. funny fans. I think we staged it well. I was in line for the bathroom and I like hear you talking being like, oh, my co-host over there. I'm like, oh, hey, like casual, <laughs> just in line for the bathroom. And then we like bump into our producer. We're like, oh my God, this is our head producer of the podcast we've started. It's so funny. I mean, we weren't even planning this, but did you guys, uh, have you ever been on a podcast? Mm-hmm. <laughs> because we wanted to get clarity on improv. Right, right. Um, it was so- authentic at first and then... And then the following, was it the next day or Sunday, a day later that it got, it, it, got, it got creepy. Weird. So we sort of start two favorite comedians, AKA the only ones that talk to us. And, um, we're lucky enough to secure their numbers, mm-hmm. um, which weren't fake numbers, shockingly. Yeah. Um, and then the next day you and I were getting our nails done. We were like, should we text them? Yeah. Should we text them <laughs> to set up a time to actually like record the podcast? Right. Um, so you and I crafted what I would say was a genius and hilarious text. I'm sure it was good. I, I don't totally remember it, but I'm, I think we landed it. Trying to come up with like the right intro, like the right, mm-hmm. hey, like no, no pressure. Just like, when do you guys think you actually want to record? Flash forward to um, eight hours later, we still haven't gotten a response. <laughs> We're like um, walking around with our phones, like up in the like air, trying to find service. Like maybe like, it's like, did, he, did you send me a test text just to make sure like it's working? Like I, maybe I'm, we're not getting. I anything. definitely just like don't have service here, so I, yeah. I don't think texts are coming through. Maybe so. they have an Android and like it's not working. We definitely use the Android excuse yeah. for a while. Always blame it on an Android. Um. So meanwhile, I had left my credit card at the bar, Naturally. and I convinced Hannah to walk the hour walk with me through like the shittiest part of town mm-hmm. to go get my credit card. Cause I was feeling poor and I didn't want to take an Uber and right. you agreed. 
And we also thought it would be a great time to plan out future podcast episodes. Yeah, because so, we always like have yeah. trouble finding time to plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so we went on our walk. Um, we're nearing the end of the walk and we pass um, the theater where this improv show was. And we're like, oh, my God, that's so funny. We're, we're here again. Right. And then we see the two of them walking directly towards us still haven't answered our texts mm-hmm. and it's just the two of us and the two of them and we're literally outside of the theater that they rent like we could not look more stalkerish we're directly outside we're like just standing there it's we're the like middle of the day oh hey like oh my god this is so funny and they're like yeah i'm like okay so obviously not funny like great totally so, um, failed. this is awkward but uh we're not stalking you we're just um here again, I, I left my credit card at the bar, so that's why we're here. We're not um, just trying to hunt you down because you didn't get back to us via text. Like, and but like, since we yeah. have you here, um, did you did you see our text? We we sent in a text about eight hours and thirty minutes earlier today. Like, yeah, we saw it. It's like, okay, so should we get out the calendar and plan something? Like, just did not give our goal at but all. I think we were cool enough ultimately because they're here with us right now they're here they're here and i would call that a success so let's give ourselves a quick little round of applause yes oh, we nailed it. oh we nailed there it. it is um so i guess we should just get right into it yeah without introduce. further ado yep. let's welcome scott and max to the podcast hey guys hello how's it going was this the first time that you had been stalked that aggressively yes yeah uh-huh. absolutely <laughs> when you saw both of us walking towards you did you have any instinct to turn around and walk away was it like maybe they don't recognize us like what was going through your head and did you think that this was planned because we were literally outside of the theater no, i think my, literally my first reaction was like oh shit i haven't responded to that text yet. <laughs> But we're pretty down, like for awkward things. Like I guess yeah. as an improviser, you, yeah. you get to do that, and we don't mind weird interactions yeah. at, t- mm-hmm. at times. You learn to accept and enjoy your failures. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I'll try not to take offense that you said awkward moments and really weird encounters. <laughs> <laughs> I would like it to be exciting encounters <laughs> and adventures, but you know, well, we'll, we did we'll, work talk, on, we'll work on our definition. We did talk about your taxes, just we couldn't find a time. That's yeah. Really what, they, what they told us, which could or could not be the truth, is that they went to lunch together and were trying to figure out a date that worked for for this podcast and just like couldn't come up with anything, so didn't text us back at all. I, I literally had to cancel an improv practice for tonight, so let's, you know. Wow. That's that I do. I, I'm improvising wow. seven days a week. Like, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, lucky for you, we have listeners in Korea. Um, so if anything, you'll be pleasing someone out there tonight. All right. We have an improv friend in Korea. We do. Oh, Shout, out. Shout, Shout out. out to them. Um, so improviser is the correct word. I've been calling you guys comedians. Is that offensive or? No, cool? that is also true. Oh, cool. A comedian is a more general term, right? You can Mm -hmm. write sketches. You can be a stand-up. You can do improv. You can act in movies. Yes. Got it. More general. But comedy is your side hustle, right? Correct. Okay. You both um, have other jobs. I'm a full-time product manager at a software company. Wow, you are really busy then. You're doing this too? I don't know how to stop. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) It definitely can't stop. There's no won't stop about it. Right. Right. That's fair. I mean, if you have a passion... You do it. Um, so how did both of you first get into improv? Uh, well, I started in college for like one month. I was like, oh, this is cool. The seniors in my college were doing it. And I was a freshman. Always do what the seniors do. Yeah. And they like graduated. And I was like, I can't do any of this. <laughs> and I stopped and didn't do it for eight years until I wow. started taking classes actually at Endgames. Yeah. It's, it's how I first met Max. Oh, that's like we have a great awkward encounter yeah. story about how we met too yeah, very sure. oh, no time like the present Why, uh, so I started improv in high school and mm. then in college and then didn't do it for like three years I thought I was going to write science fiction mm. and I was like Likewise. writing every day every day and I was like just drinking heavily and being alone all the time and then <laughs> just writing found, dragon books <laughs> I found a cheap uh, improv class and I took it and I like I literally have not written anything in six years like maybe seven Wow. Because I just like you had such started a good time. doing yeah. so much improv. Yeah. You were vibing on it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And Wait, so what's the story about how you yeah. met? Uh, <laughs> so I, as probably will come out in this podcast, is, am probably the lamer one. And <laughs> I, of the two of you? Yeah. That's, that's Scott, the by the way. We didn't, we, didn't, Scott, uh, yeah. we didn't identify our voices. That's Scott. <laughs> and I am super on know. time for a lot of things. Like I like to get places on time. And when I first. There's nothing wrong with being prompt. I know. Well, wait to hear the story. Okay. <laughs> I was driving a scooter at the time that couldn't go on the highway legally, and I had to come from Sunnyvale. So it took me like an hour to get to BART, and then the BART ride up, and then navigating a city that I've never known. 
So mm. for the hour-long drive to Bard on like El Camino the whole way, I gave myself like an extra 45 minutes. <laughs> and then for the Bard, like I, Hannah, I, I made sure I got like two trains there ahead. And then for navigating the city, I made sure I got there like 30 minutes in advance. All this culminates to me going to the Friday show that I'm now in. I got there at like 8 or like 7.30 and the show's at 10.30. <laughs> and I walk up to this building and I'm looking at it and Max is unlocking it and he's like, are you here for the show? And I'm like, oh, I, I think I asked, I was like, is there a theater in here? And he's like, yeah, it's not for a while. You could wait inside. And I was like, no, I'm cool. Went somewhere else, was like, he's probably not in the show. He just lives in this building or does operate yeah. somewhere else. Walk upstairs. Still uncomfortably early for the line, first one in the line, and he like walks out. And I'm like, oh, he's in the, he's in the show. But I don't, I don't end up being like a whole lot less lame because I was there because I got off work at five okay. and hung out in the theater until ten thirty. Like, Were you by yourself in the theater? Yeah, pretty much, okay. just like cranking some music and uh, eating some dinner and chilling. So you were in the theater by yourself, and basically, Scott, you're alone in the, in outside. The of the theater. Yeah, I went to line. like Carl's Jr. or whatever's right there, and like ate food for a while, like pushed it as long as I could, but still shut up. Like, like oh, I can't eat another fry. I have to go. <laughs> Correct. So he comes out and I'm like, oh, he's in the show. But I know who my teacher is because I signed up for classes the next day and it's not Max. Yeah. And then I say at the very end of the show, like, hi to my teacher. I was like, I'll see you tomorrow. And he's like, I'm actually not going to be there. Max is teaching. Oh, no. <laughs> so. Oh, no. And Max, at this point, did you just think like, oh, this is so great. This guy's so eager and like super interested in it. Or were you just like, oh. Yeah, it didn't bother me. I mean, like, yeah. I don't, I, like, whatever. You didn't even think about it. I was like, that's weird. He was like, carry, you're, you were like carrying your scooter helmet too, which yeah. I thought was the funniest part of it to like find out that you had left your scooter like two hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> Safety first, you know? <laughs> All right. I, I like mean, you it. know, if you're wearing a motorcycle jacket and carrying a helmet, you look cooler oh, yeah. than people think you are. Like, that. Uh, it was a woman's motorcycle jacket. <laughs> <laughs> the woman I live with, who's like, she owns the house, and I just have a place, and I call her the woman I live with. Uh, she had a riding jacket, but she got into an accident, and, like doesn't ride anymore. So I oh, used okay. it, and it's got like the waist. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, nice. The waist and that sounds like yep. it's a good look. Um, well. You guys could have fooled us because we thought you were the fucking coolest people we'd ever um, met. You in look, our you lives. look real cool when you're on a stage in front of a hundred people. Like, yeah, you can't that's help fair. it. Yeah, you just, doesn't mean you are. Well, you that's, owned it. That's fair. for sure. Um, so, like, are we cool yet, or are we still? Are oh, you're, yeah, team? you're cool. Okay, you're cool. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. We're cool. <clears throat> totally cool. Yeah, that's obviously, authentic. Obviously. That's great. Um, well, welcome to the show, guys. Yeah. Um, we are going to learn about improv by. Doing some improv. What do you What do you know about improv? Like, what's your what? I always find this interesting. Like, what's people's take? Like, what do you think is going on? Um, I find it terrifying because you have to just think so quickly on your feet. And like, how do you know what's going to come out of your mouth is funny? How? You don't. You don't. <laughs> Down, yeah. You don't. Mm -hmm. Do you ever just have jokes that fall completely yeah, flat? All the time. Last yeah. night, uh, two nights ago, that was this Friday. I, I, I. I'm so one of the things that I do a lot is I. I tell students and I myself say like the more specific you are, the more mm -hmm. like concrete your your uh, references are, the more the words you use are like specific nouns and not like vague stuff, the better. Yeah. So I always say things that like I know and think are interesting and I'll put mm -hmm. a lot of information out mm -hmm. that way. And on Friday I was doing a scene with Scott and I said something about a Zen Cohen and like the whole audience was just silent. <laughs> and I was like, what? Oh, come on. Come on. <laughs> You don't know what that is? I, I don't know what that is, do you? Yeah, neither did Scott. I didn't yeah. know at the time, so don't worry. <laughs> that was like the other thing that when I think about improv that's so impressive is that you're tagging someone in to be in a scene and they have literally no idea the approach that you're going to take and that they're able to quickly create a character in that moment that actually vibes with the scene. That in itself just blows my mind. Yeah. Like, is that just out of practice? Do you have, like, go-to... Like, how do you even... Um, I mean, there's that. framework. Our practicing, I usually explain it. It's kind of like practicing baseball, but nobody can pick up a bat. And nobody can, like, pitch a ball. So you, like, you don't know the exact things you're going to say, obviously. You can't ever plan that. Right. But we know that there are things that we do, frameworks that we work in. Mm -hmm. And oftentimes, when somebody, like, tags out, the person who's coming in with an idea will set it up in the first sentence. Yep. And then there's always the fallback of, if you don't know what it is, just make a big, bold reaction. Mm -hmm. And whatever you make is going to be that scene and then follow the scene. Right. Yeah, like, the, when you say, you know, find a character that makes sense in that scene, it, it's, the scene is the characters. Right. Like, you take any two characters and put them together, and you've created a scene. Yeah. It's like the way those two interact, the dynamic they have, is what's interesting about the scene. And so you can do anything. Right. It, people... 
especially as new improvisers get in their head a lot about like I have to do the right thing, mm-hmm. but there is no wrong thing. I say I say in class all the time, like you can't fuck this up. You can't do it wrong. There's no fucking script. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And how do you pick like who <clears throat> is going to be the person that you interact with? Like in watching your show, I could tell that sometimes you would obviously tag in someone that's clearly already up on stage or you're just pulling in three people off on the sidelines. Like how does that yeah, do kind of you know like people made. have speci- specific specialties like they're really yeah. good at playing like a really. mom or like just something like mm-hmm. that. I know I know what my teammates are good at, but I don't I don't think I can think that through that quickly because okay. I don't know where the scene's going to go. If I'm picking someone specific, it's either because they already played a character and I mm-hmm. want to bring that character back or just because they happen to be like in my line of sight at that moment. Got it. Okay, that makes sense. Great. Well, do you, I mean, in terms of kicking this off, do you want to give our material yeah. and we'll see so, kind um, of what this is like in action? Yeah. So you guys haven't listened to our podcast, which is totally fine and as expected, but um, we have kind of a bit we do every now and then. I don't know if you can call it a bit where it's we more do just brutally honest from my exposure, journal, <laughs> which you honestly, I don't know how I came up with this material when I was in eighth grade, but it is, it's good shit. So um, the characters you need to know about are myself, obviously writing the diary. Brock is um, what the entire diary is about. His name is Brock. He is the muse, he the man, is, the myth, the legend. Um, I was in love with him from kindergarten through eighth grade. I have a hard time picturing someone named Brock being less than 30 years old. <laughs> like it just sounds like. Turns well, out he is a, a very, stud as a child. Very attractive 12 year old boy. <laughs> Extremely attractive. <laughs> I refuse to acknowledge any twelve-year-old boy as attractive. That seems like a dark road to walk down. <laughs> That's completely fair. Um, <laughs> that would make it feel very illegal right now. This was present day for you. He wasn't interested in girls yet. However, I took it upon myself to think that he would love me if I tried hard enough. Um, other people you need to know is Tasha. Tasha was my best friend, who was a bitch and also was going after Brock. Hater. So. Mm-hmm. It was, he was the was crowd a, pleaser yeah. like, I think of that the was, eighth grade. That was coincidence or like because you were well, going after Well, I think um, it was slim pickings. Slim pickings, honestly. 13 people in the grade. And we had Whoa. all gone to school together from kindergarten and now we're in eighth grade. Like, there was, was no other options. Um, this is in Tacoma, Washington at oh, my small right. okay. school for gifted children. Uh. Um, <laughs> so needless to say, that's really all you need to know. Me, Tasha, Brock. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's mostly about Brock. Right. Um, okay, so we're just going to read a small series of entries from um, the holiday season of 2000. Wednesday, November 22nd, 2000. Dear Diary, you know, today was a pretty okay day. Sorry, now it's Saturday. Daddy made me stop writing. I have a lot to say, but I'll start where I left off. It made me so happy when Tasha said she hated Brock. It let me know that she didn't like him and he probably didn't like her. It was heaven. On Wednesday, I talked to Brock for a while. During library, he tapped me on the shoulder. It was pure adrenaline rush, excitement. I don't think I was breathing at that second. I turned around, flashed him my sexiest, I'm waiting, but I'm not mad at you and really interested in what you're saying, look. Affy, this is my other best friend, Aphrodite, was sitting next to me and she turned around too. Brock motioned motioned for her to go away. This made me feel so special. He wanted to talk to just me. I think that's probably happened twice before, at most. Of course, what he was talking about was Tasha, but still. After school, we talked for a while. I don't remember what about, but at the end, I was so in love I couldn't breathe. I got up the nerve to yell, Happy Thanksgiving, as he left. He said, You too, without turning around. As I got in the car, Hannah stole my seat in the front. Then, It's a Wonderful World came on the radio. I was daydreaming all the way home. Love, Haley. That's the first one. That was Thanksgiving? That was around Thanksgiving. Around Thanksgiving. (laughs) I would like it if it wasn't at all around Thanksgiving and you got up the courage to say anything. It was like, happy Thanksgiving, and it's like February. (laughs) Friday, December 8th, 2000. Dear Diary, ho, ho, ho. Today was another day that I left school beaming. I brought my video camera to school for a school project, and then afterwards, I filmed the whole school, a.k.a. Brock. There is a lot of footage of him just being nice, sweet, cute, except for when he kept burping into the camera. He actually flirted with, flirted with me a lot today. Things could be looking up for me. I don't mean to sound conceited, but Brock-wise, I deserve it. Brock-wise is my new favorite word. <laughs> <laughs> Dear Diary, Sunday, de- December 10th, sorry. Dear Diary, what's up? I had a pretty sucky weekend. Most of it was spent like this, and this is a pie chart. 
<laughs> Daydreaming about Brock, watching Brock on videotape, talking on the phone, watching Brock in my head, feeling sick. Sure, there was other stuff. We got a Christmas tree and I saw Brock's dad. I got really sick yesterday. Brock's dad is underlined about Brock's 20 dad. times in her diary. I got really sick yesterday. I wonder what I ate. I miss school. I can't wait to see Brock at school tomorrow. I just hope he stays the same as on Thursday and Friday. They were both great days. I'm leaving for Palm Springs two days before school gets out for Christmas. If there's any flirting going on between Tasha, Tasha and Brock, I'm suing. All right. Let's find the New Year's one. And then I think we have the New Year's one. And that wraps up the holiday season. Monday, January 1st. Dear Diary. Whoa, it's 2001. I can't believe the holidays went by so quickly. It's 1231 AM and I'm tired. We watched the ball drop on TV in NYC. It was so exciting. But the last minute of 2000 went by so fast. I was whispering, I love Brock. The last person I saw was Daddy. I went out of the deck after shouting, Happy New Year. I turned on my press light and recited my letter to God. I then thought about Brock as I drank my Martinelli's. <laughs> I'm going to make an honest effort to be a good person this year. I haven't lied yet, I don't think. Love, Haley. And then I wrote Brock and said, first thing I drew. And then I signed it and said, first signature. Okay, but also what she drew, she like created a weird symbol back then that like that meant... meant Haley and Brock. Haley and Brock. So she yeah. drew that symbol. Can we see that? Can we see the pie chart too after? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah, pie yeah. chart, just for the listeners, half of it was dedicated to daydreaming about Brock. The other half was, you know, split up a little bit more. Even very late. small slivers. Very small. Talking you, on the phone mm-hmm. and watching Brock in my head, which is apparently separate from daydreaming about yes, Brock. Yes, very different. Very different. Well, I think I needed to distinguish it from watching Brock on videotape, which is one of the biggest parts of right. the weekend. And I watching him in your head is probably... 25% of this is feeling sick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, and where's the symbol? This, um, it's very tiny. It's very tiny. It's... At the very bottom. Yeah, um, and one thing too, Haley, maybe for you to just clarify quickly, because there looked to be some confusion. Press light. Can you explain for people that maybe didn't remember what a press light is? What I, I, I picture, actually don't know. Do you remember? I'm th- picturing it like one of those weird pins where you literally like press it and it starts flashing like, you know, yeah. whatever it, holiday symbol. I think of it as like a laser pointer. But oh, I, really I like think it about it as like you're wearing like a Christmas tree pin that you like press and it starts like flashing. And blinking. We, so, f- we found the symbol. And it, it looks to me to be like, it looks a, like a, a peanut, a bean almost. wearing a bandana. Yeah, that's, that's about it. Yep. Somehow that means H and B, but in a very subtle way. Because she I would doodle. Wouldn't you that. like doodle this like in your notebook, but oh, you didn't want anyone to know all that you were really drawing a symbol of you and Brock. So it's also important think- to note that your, your signature at the time had a flower in it. Yeah. Yeah. It did. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So do we stop there? or Do we go into a hopeful proposition? What do you guys think? There's one last piece of it, but do you think that this is the right thing to kind of kick it off? I mean, we can improvise at any point. Yeah. yeah. I think we, I don't know. Wait, you said a hopeful pro- proposition? Why don't you just, why don't okay. you just no, explain no. it? So, yes. Well, hopeful, I was going to say. A hopeful proposition, a document that's in my diary. It looks like one of those, like, a beautiful mind charts yes. where everything is just tied together with string. So this um, document is my attempt to um, map out how I'm going to confess my love to Brock to his face. And I have a pie chart that you guys could use. Um, it's not so much a pie chart as it is a flow, sorry, chart, a, a flow chart, basically a flow with chart. different options of like if he says yes or no. Basically, I start with like a question on how I'm going to bring this topic up. And then regardless of his answer, I have, an, I, have a, I have a plan. So you guys can use this as material if you want. If what the not, listener should know is no matter what, if he ends up wanting to be with her or not, the response is essentially the same. My answer at the end of the day is exactly the same. <laughs> it's just like a little more upbeat on the other one. But ultimately, Haley's just thrilled that it's a big relief lifted off of her shoulders. I just needed to tell him how I felt. Exactly. I and like then, that it begins with, do you remember when we were dancing on Friday and there's an option for if he says no he doesn't remember that (laughs) (laughs) oh well I do like it's it's nice it's very helpful so anyways we could just take it from there yeah you guys can use this if you want you cannot um and then I think you guys should start because and then we can tag in eventually yeah however you guys think it works I mean you guys are the experts here for a minute and if it feels like it's time to end it we'll end it okay perfect yeah we love a scene we love a scene I don't understand I've, I've crossed all the witnesses. I've done all the data searching. Why doesn't Brock love me? Brock should love me. Do I not understand love? Investigator Carlisle, love is not just a crime you can solve. I just, I don't get it. I, I like, 
I've looked at all the paperwork. I've looked at all the evidence. Nothing has been tampered with. I understand that nothing's been tampered with, but you can't change a person's heart by digging in and trying to uncover the secrets. Love exists in a, in a person because they want it to, not because you find it. You know why I came onto the force? You know why I became a detective? It's because you wanted to make a difference. I wanted to make a difference. I wanted to solve things. I wanted to find the truth behind things. This is the one case I can't solve. <laughs> You've found the truth. You've found it many, many times. What, if Brock doesn't love me? He doesn't love you. No, I will not accept that. I will not accept that. Connor, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to break protocol here for a minute, and I'm just going to get real with you. Because you will, Stuart. I hired you because you're a great goddamn detective. Thank you. Okay? I trust you. I would take a bullet for you, okay? You're a wonderful addition to the force, but you have a blind spot where it comes to Brock. I have luggage, and I bring that every day with me on the force, okay? I think he might be the Black River Killer. Another mystery we haven't solved. I'm, Why I'm, would you keep bringing up two mysteries when there's a mystery to be solved? I think you're withholding evidence from me because you know that that evidence proves that he doesn't love you. Look, Brock can't be the serial killer. Where are the files? Where are the files? You know, the, the December 22nd files, where they are they? Disappeared. They didn't disappear. What did you do to them? Okay, they're scanned on my hard drive. I'm sorry. There's a taped confession in there about him being the Black River Killer, and I know that he also mentions not loving you, and you destroyed them, didn't you? That's a hopeful confession, okay? So you remember that, okay? Give me the, give me the goddamn tape, Carlisle. Here it is. It's on this USB stick. God damn it. The USB stick is decorated with the symbol of my love to Brock. I'm going to play this audio right All now. All right. I get the audio. Are you sure you're ready for this? I'm ready. I, want, I need you at my case. side when we solve this case. Solve my case. The Black River Killer has killed solve 17. Solve my case. God damn it. What? Grow a spine. I'm growing a spine. I'm ready to hear the truth. Haven't you ever had your heart broken? I'm divorced. My kids don't talk to me anymore. You telling me you have a mystery we need to solve? I'm telling you I know what not oh, being loved God. is like. And okay, your mystery solved just for It wasn't a mystery. My wife showed up after being gone for three weeks, picked up her things, and took my fucking dog. Stuart, all I'm saying is I want to be like you. I want this case to have a happy ending. This isn't a happy ending for me. <laughs> I only live because I'm still protecting the people of goddamn New York. I'm sorry. Let's listen to the tape. I think I'm ready to right, solve both of right these now. cases. Let's listen. My name is Brock Hansen, and I kill, have killed 17 people. Yes, but Brock, Brock, do you love me? That's what I need to know. I don't, I don't know who you are. What do you mean, Brock? Wait, hold on. If you don't know, let me, let me back we, up. We've never met before today. We were at a club the other day together. There was this song playing. It was a Mandy Moore song. I strangled a man in the bathroom at that club. Okay, maybe I didn't make a good enough impression. When I was done strangling him, I cut his head off and put it in the toilet tank. Brock, I just... Uh, you... Can we just be done with this? Send me to prison. No, Brock, there's a lot of questions you need, need to answer. You caught me, okay? I'm the Black River Killer. Okay, Stuart, I admit that is, that, is, like, that is just guilty all over it. What is going on? I need to see a lawyer. <laughs> no, I just... I have rights. Stuart, stop the tape. I'm telling you, stop the tape right now, Stuart. I don't love you. What? Is this still recording, Stuart? This is the moment that the case has been blown wide open. Okay, that tape was ridiculous. He confessed that you've been hiding this for almost a year. We let him go. I'm sorry. A Brock deserves to be free. If you love something, you let it go. <laughs> oh my God. Um, amazing, amazing. Oh my gosh. The best part is we recently found out that Brock's brother listens to this podcast, and I think he's going to really oh. like what he's done with his brother's character. So, you Shout know, out. sorry, Brock, that you became a murderer in this scene, but wow, Black River Killer is kind of a cool, like, you know. <laughs> woo. Um, that was incredible. That was yeah, incredible. Awesome. Job. Did you guys know you were going to go with the police killer bit? Well, no, I mean, so I, I started I it. So it's technically up to you. Like you said, you said something right at the top there that made me think you said you like have uncovered all the evidence or whatever. Yeah. Right? And I, yeah. And so I was just like, okay, this is a police investigator yeah. who's so gone over the edge. You guys it's took amazing. it to like, a, like I thought you were going to act like middle schoolers. <laughs> So, so I was gonna say, here's the thing: is like uh, when we start these scenes, and this is like the the magic behind the curtain. I guess is just like 
I started with like knowing that like, yeah, I'd be totally fine being middle schoolers. And yeah. that's kind of where my mind went. Yeah. But the second Max said, like, detective or whatever you called me, you know. Yeah, Inspector mm-hmm. Carlisle. Inspector Carlisle. <laughs> yeah. I was like, cool, all this still works. I'm just not a kid anymore, and that's completely fine. Right. Yeah. And, like, there's no holding you bring, on to that. You bring, like, something inalienable about yourself, the way you view the world, mm-hmm. particularly, like, your point of view on life. And then when the context changes, you still have that. Right. So okay. So you never have to worry about, like, am I going to get the context right? Yes. That makes sense. And what it's nice, too, is because, obviously, you just read all of this, that, like, this would almost be hard to improv more right. so than what you've already, you already know how I spent the crafted. year 2000. Like there's not a lot more you could add into this that would be ridiculous yeah, about your thought process. So like, like everything do, you've already done is insane. Yeah, We yeah. do our show on Friday nights, your fucked up relationship. We interview somebody from the audience. We talk to them about a bad relationship they had and we do scenes. If we just replay their story, like right. Right. What is exactly. the, we want to be ahead of the audience. We want to surprise yep. them. We want to give them something they don't expect and like taking an idea like, I've examined all the evidence and I don't know why he loves me. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, I, and there were easily... doesn't love me. <laughs> there were easily like four or five other things in there yeah. that, that, I, that I think we could have started a scene from. Yeah. Got it. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. One of my favorite lines was, if you love something, you let it go. <laughs> the fact that it was a criminal was fantastic. Yeah. Fantastic. Great line. Great line. I love, that, I love that I was playing the murderer and you made me uneasy. <laughs> my favorite part. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, I we? killed everyone. Why don't you love me? <laughs> like it was, it was fantastic. That's, it was really that's how it, I'm going to think about Brock down. differently going forward. But <laughs> it felt good. It felt good. But way to disguise his name as being uh, Hanson. Brock Hanson. <laughs> Brock yeah. Hanson. Yep, you, didn't, you didn't say his last name. No, so. I didn't. Yeah. Protecti- protecting him still. <laughs> I think we're ready to uh, give it a go. Yeah, but we definitely can't. We need to be a group of four. Yeah. Right. Okay. Because we're going to sure. need a, a, some leads. Yeah. Should we, should we like lead an improv form up? Yeah. Yes. Oh my yes. God, that'd be perfect. <laughs> Which one? Do you uh, have one would mind? work well over the radio. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Um, you want to play bad rap? We could. You want to do bad rap? Do you guys? Well, can yeah, we hear yeah. like bad a couple rap? options and then pick, or um, should we just go? Let's. I think we're just gonna make you do this. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> a bad rap. For the yeah. yeah. Okay. So this game. This is a. This is a, a rapping game. Um. I'm gonna. I'm gonna rap like a. A first line of a. Of a. A rap, and then mm-hmm. I'm gonna rap the second line. But I'm gonna leave the last word off, the one that would have rhymed. Okay. And Scott's gonna say something that fits right in the sentence, but does not rhyme. Oh. Okay. So we're Max gonna is gonna. Max is hopefully, and you know, if, if you don't set it up right, that's not the problem. It's not a problem at all. He's gonna set it up, and we're gonna all know what the word he wants me to say is. But right. I'm gonna say something else, and it's gonna make sense. Context. I have to do a good job making sure that it's clear what I want him to okay. say. Got it. Okay. Okay. So we'll get to hear like an example before we go into it, or are we just going? Yeah. Do do you want to do one? Yeah. So like, um, do you want? Should we do that? We get the rhythm. Yeah. There's there's a rhythm. So. Oh. Okay. It's like your thinking time in the song. Ready? Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. I got on the plane and I took a flight. Bad rap. Bad rap, bad rap. Gonna go so high. Take me to the highest uh, sky. <laughs> Wait, did I rhyme it? I'm Close. What did you say the first time? I actually was a. It was a, uh, uh, a flight. Flight, okay. It was yeah, sky. Height. Height, yeah. Height. yeah. That was yeah. the. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. yeah. You're already in reverse. So I said sky, though. So it kind of makes sense. Right. Don't speed up that rhythm too much. Yeah. Hannah's like, yeah, yeah, bad yeah, rap, yeah, bad yeah, rap, yeah. Bad <laughs> okay. It just makes it harder. I'm gonna yourself. just get out of the beat part, and I'm just gonna <laughs> silently motion. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. Went to the park and took my guitar. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. Tried to hit on the ladies I didn't get to. Yeah. That's a word. <laughs> <laughs> you would have wanted to say distance or something like yeah, that, right? Because the word was far. Right. Guitar, far. But like you're like want yeah. you don't want to rhyme, but you're you don't want to rhyme, but you want to yeah. yeah, no, I, I'm clear on, on the expectations. Um <laughs> Chris said lucky, you know, get too yes. get too lucky. Oh. You know? yes, yes, yes. So it doesn't even have to be like related to no, far. No. Like, it's not a sentence. Okay. Yeah. Got it. Yeah, got as it. long as it makes sense in the sentence, you're good. Got it. Okay. You wanna you wanna go again? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Couplet yeah. here, or are you starting your couplet? Do you want to start a couplet this time, um, and I'll try to say the word? Yeah, let's start okay. a couplet. Okay. So you'll start it. Yeah. Yep. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. Bad rap. 
bitches be tripping. They on me every day. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. I don't give a fuck what any of them blast. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. I'm sitting here drinking this really good cab. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. I hope that it's a little bit better than the other one I drank. Bad rap, bad rap, bad rap. What were you going? I don't know. I was looking at whiskey and I got nervous. Okay, I think we're warmed up. Okay, I think we need. I think we're ready for a full scene. (laughs) (laughs) To be perfectly honest, doing an improv scene is way easier than that game. That was so (laughs) nerve-wracking. I liked your rap though. Like I was into it. Like I wanted to to hear the rest of it. Do you do you have a hip hop album? Um I have a mixtape. Okay. Yeah. (laughs) Of other people's music. (laughs) (laughs) Mostly. (laughs) Still working through the details, it's not released yet. Keep you guys posted. Yeah, yeah. Do your does your audience know you drink wine in your cocktails named uh, podcast? Oh is God, that like you're selling us out to the yeah. listeners? Um, we that's been a problem. Two days where we drink cocktails. Yeah, and well, we sometimes out? have we sometimes have shots of gin. There's like we some have shots of gin on the air. A lot. Some really nice decanters going on in this room, and like yeah, yeah. It looks like I don't know whoever makes cocktails here is doing it pretty serious. Yes, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, if you guys fuck up, you have to take a gin shot. That's like part of our shtick. I would say so far you and I are both a gin (laughs) shot deep after that performance (laughs) of bad rap. What is fucking up? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we don't believe in that in improv. Yeah, Yeah. you're right. You're right. You're right. Usually it's one of us loses a bet on the air. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I do want to clarify that we do believe in taking shots in improv. That's fine. Okay, great. Great. Okay. Um, so we're ready for a scene. We're ready for a scene. Do you, do you want, do you want to like do a scene with one of you with one of us first yes. is that safer we can yes. support you we that's, know, the right, we're professionals. that's the right choice They're yeah, professionals. yeah a four-person scene is actually kind of hard <laughs> yeah okay. or it's harder not hard but harder okay well you guys saw our rap skills so i guess pick a partner <laughs> <laughs> yeah well it's, um <clears throat> I'll, I'll start something from what you read earlier okay. oh so i'm your partner sure yeah. okay cool let's do it Okay, uh, Mrs. Winthrop, uh, we've, we've been over your records, and um, you, are, you are very in love, we can tell, uh, just from like, the tests we've been running. We, we sent them back to the lab, and we got some results. If you get any more in love, you're not going to be able to breathe, and you will die. But, I mean, when he kicks the soccer ball around at, at recess, and he just has a little bit of armpit hair that's growing out of, you know, his Okay, Mrs. Winthrop, I didn't need to know that. Oh. That's... Odd. Well, you know, he's going through puberty so much faster than the rest of us, and it's I can, just I can, Yeah, I can, I can hear your lungs contracting okay. from over here. <clears throat> I need you to just imagine him doing something gross for mm-hmm. a second to, like, yeah. calm yeah. down a little bit and be less in love with him. Yeah. Can you just picture him, I don't know, like, on the he's, toilet? I, mm, yeah. No, that was a bad choice, wasn't it? <laughs> that, that was a bad choice because he, he has that little butt, and, you know, he just... Picture him voting for Donald Trump. Does that help? Oh, you know... You, you got me. Yeah. You got, I'm feeling more oh, air yeah. coming through my lungs. I can hear you breathing. It's opening up. That's good. That's good. Yeah, good, good. It's okay for you to fall in love. You just have to keep it at a reasonable level, you know? How do I How do I do that? How do I do that, doctor? I don't know. You have to recognize that he's human. Don't put him on a pedestal. Okay. Okay. So should I throw away my videotapes? Get, explain what's in the videotapes. Well, there's one of him walking down the hall facing away from me. I didn't get any of him facing me, Have you put a, like a soulful soundtrack over that or anything? Um, Sister Hazel, yes. Yeah, remove that. Oh, okay. That's okay. too much. We'll take that. You've gone too far. Maybe you could get some video of him burping or something. Oh my God, I already have that. I already have that. I already you, have. You into that? I, um, you know, when it comes to Brock, it's, it's hard. It's well, hard. I'm just a general <laughs> practitioner. I'm not like a psychological counselor or anything, but I want to recommend someone to you that you should speak to, if that's okay. <laughs> but I'm only 12. I know, it's never too early to start. You've <laughs> suffered a, a romance-based tragedy and... You're right, you're right. If only Tasha wasn't such a bitch. I'm sorry, again, I can't comment on that. <laughs> I, um, there's no really no place for that here. But um, just, just do whatever you can to make sure that you, you see the human side of him as well, you know, that... Uh, maybe maybe he does something he shouldn't do at school and that humanizes him right and makes what if you I, what if I just start playing for the other team oh you mean like dating women dating women just or you have to abide by the same thing it doesn't matter who you love <laughs> it's dangerous for your health if you love someone too but when much when I love I love I love hard I recite my letter to God I tell him how I feel I just need you to I just need you to keep it like okay 
you look at this chart? This is a chart that shows how much of your heart is loving a person. I need you <laughs> I to keep it here below oh, the second three. chamber. Oh, okay, okay. You can love with up to three of your chambers, okay. but if you love with all four, it start, your heart starts to grow and it constricts your lungs. All right, all right, but I'm going through puberty, doctor. I know, and it's going to be a hard time. <laughs> I'm going to give you this ventilator. My <laughs> you just sit down with it for an hour every day and inhale these... Uh, these drugs to help clean out your lungs. And Did my mom set me set me up with you? Did she bring me here today? This is on your parents' insurance. Is that what you mean? <laughs> I knew she would bring me here. <laughs> this is her fault. Oh, oh my God. The hate that you're feeling for your mom right now is making your breathing better. What <laughs> <laughs> call that a scene. Oh, oh, God, what, a scene. what a scene. What a scene. Flawless. What a scene. Flawless. Thanks, guys. Oh, God. Well done. Well done. Yeah. I stuck with the 12 year old character. I should have branched out. I th- no, I think that was fine. I yeah. like that. I, I loved that line in there about being so in love with him. You can't breathe. And <laughs> I just wanted to play with that. That was good. That was oh good. I thought that your um, breathing, your dramatic breathing mm-hmm. was very good. Oh, thank you. I would have said that. That was my that, best part. That, that was, was professional. Bit. Yeah. It was very believable. <laughs> and um, yeah, I think you got, really got into character. Yeah. Improv is like nerve wracking. Oh my God. I was like nervous just like sitting here. Like I know I have hives. I should have worn a turtleneck. <laughs> I, I should have worn a turtleneck to the recording tonight. Um, <laughs> real, real for the list. Woo. All right, Scott. You ready for this? Ready. 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 Okay, cool. Are we doing like a similar vibe or are we just going with something else? Oh, I get like I said. Well, I'll pull from the story. Don't okay, worry. perfect. Don't worry. You'll we'll we'll, we'll guide you. Ready? You can do you can do anything you want. Right yeah. Now. yeah. Uh, okay. I just want I, here's here's what I, I would say to uh, an improv student is yes. like just like come in with an emotion. Oh, okay. And whatever he says, let that emotion be connected oh, to that. Be because yeah. of that, right? That's a great idea. If so, you're angry, whatever he says is going to make yeah. you angry. If you're oh. happy, whatever he says is going to make you happy. You literally can't fuck up what he's yeah. about to say. Okay. So I just have to pick an emotion and stick with it. Yep. Cool, ready? Got it. Excuse me. Excuse me. I need to get over there. I need to get over there. Cool. Oh, hey. Hi. Hi, Mr. Brock's dad. How are you doing? How are you doing? I'm sorry. I, I stopped. Hi. Hi. I'm sorry. I know you're at the DMV trying to get some. I am at the DMV. But I just have a question for you. What did Brock do today? What did Brock do? I'm trying to get my license plate renewed. I, registration. Tell me, does, does Brock like your registration? Does he like it? Like <laughs> Brock loves it. Oh, oh, that's so good to hear. That's so great to hear. I just like, my day is filled with carrying out our Brock and... Number 42. Oh, what number are you? What number are you? 43. Oh, oh, we got plenty of time. I'm next. <laughs> we got plenty of time then. Um, tell me, when Brock sleeps, does, does he snore? 43. No, no, no. 43. No, no, let me rip that up. Let me rip that up. Just, oh, there, good. I'll get you a new number. I'm sorry. We're having a technical difficulty. All of our representatives at all of the desks are standing by. Uh, We'll be right back with everyone in about 45 minutes. (laughs) I can't believe it. Luckily, I have nowhere to be for another hour and a half. <laughs> oh, that's perfect. Fourth quarter doesn't start until until about an hour and a half. Uh, so, 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 tell me, does does Brock remember me? I'm, I'm sorry. Um, who are you, and what is your relationship to me? Oh, I'm one of the thirteen. There's only like thirteen in our class. We've been in, in class all through kindergarten. Now we're in we're in eighth grade. You you should remember me. Oh. T- Good to see you. Oh, I can't believe you remember my name. Um, oh, this is so. I feel like I feel like that means that Brock must remember my name. Does Brock remember who I am? Has Brock mentioned me? Has Brock made a shrine to me in his room? Ah, oh, Brock, 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 Brock. You know, the last time I saw him, he was just reciting a letter to God. Believe it or not. Oh, I always knew Brock was so religious. I just love that in a man, a mature man. Like Brock, did you teach him that? I can't say that I, you know, can fully be responsible. There is a missus here. <laughs> oh, tell me about her, because like, like son, like father, like father, like son, however that goes. <laughs> tell me how to be like Mrs. Brock. I want to be like Mrs. Brock so that younger Brock will like me. Tasha, I'm going to stop you right there. <laughs> I like you. Clearly my son might know you. Um, but I think that maybe you might want to pump the brakes. Get it? The brakes. <laughs> Oh, you're We're so funny, just like Brock. <laughs> Brock is. Brock told me a joke the other day. I'm sorry. I'm sorry excuse me, sir. Uh, we're gonna need to ask you to leave. You've made what? an automotive motive-based pun in the DMV, and that's strictly forbidden. Uh, subparagraph 12, page six of the DMV guidelines. Well, just, there. Put in some coolant. Yeah. All right. Could you just turn around? I'm gonna have to handcuff you now. One Get more. Right on my parade. One more automotive pun, and I will need to club you. <laughs> 
I'm in love with this man's son. And if he's going to jail, I'm going to jail. Tasha, I'm pretty sure that they have separate jail cells for gender. My differential is broken and busted. That wasn't really a pun. I know. You just it's, named a car part. It's the only automotive thing I know. Too much of my head is tied up with Brock. And <laughs> <laughs> scene. Oh, God. You guys nailed it. I think having the emotion was good because I was like, all right, I'm just going to go in with like extremely yeah. enthusiastic, like yeah. no matter what. Yeah, it gives you it gives you like the ability to know no matter what, I just do this. Yes. Right. And that's the, really helpful. This is like you were saying earlier, like you need to think so fast. And I don't think you need to think very fast to be an improviser. Yeah, I think totally. that you can you can just react. And if you can act a little bit and give yourself like this is how I feel right now, yeah. you can react to anything and it just flows. Yeah, totally. Right. Uh, it's so funny though being there because all of a sudden I was like, "Oh no, I'm going to be Brock's dad." <laughs> like, it's like I did not have control over that, but here we go. That was but. the best scene to pull from. That's Would you say, as someone that obviously got the opportunity to meet the Brock's? Father, would you say that that was similar? Do you think I nailed the part? I think he nailed the part. The so best part, which I don't even think you realize, is that she, he, Rock's dad called you Tasha, and Tasha was the arch enemy best friend. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. 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 oh you got that. Yeah. yeah. But oh. then, of course, he's just playing he's off just of playing like. Tasha. like yeah. if you, or I just thought it was like you still being Haley, but you would have accepted any name because it was like, oh my God, like he's acknowledging me. <laughs> oh, like, I, mean, I was. But in, I, mean, I, yeah. I thought it was Tasha. Yeah. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah. That's you said Tasha. Yeah. Most of the time, it's easiest to just, to just if you get endowed with something, you just mm-hmm. accept it. Yeah. Because if we have to argue over whether it's true or not, then yeah, the scene stagnates. Fair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. fair. Such okay. a good point. I was thinking back in high school, I was literally obsessed with this guy. <laughs> and the one time he acknowledged me, I was like at this <laughs> high school party and I was leaving. He's like, night, Heather. And I was like, oh my God, he knows my name. And someone's like, oh, oh, sweetie. Honey. Not your name. Not your name. I was like, but it could be. <laughs> so I have a question for you. So yeah. all, all these years through eighth grade, like you didn't date anybody else. So you didn't like ever try. Like no. you just, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> um, honestly, like I had no other interests and he, I, I didn't understand that he just wasn't interested in girls. He didn't date anybody else. He didn't date anybody. He just wanted to play Magic the Gathering, which mm. you guys probably know pretty well. We and like, <laughs> and play like Foursquare. That was literally what he wanted I to do. I played Foursquare too. Yeah. yeah so, oh, Foursquare. Which I played and so I much Magic the Gathering. I spent my entire life pining over him. Um, and we're going to, we should call him and get him on the podcast. We need to. We'll do he that is married time. now, so we're a little worried about yeah. sort of how maybe the Honest, missus might take this. But she, she already knows that I felt some type of way. Haley at one point thought about sending this diary to him as a wedding gift just to be like, or to really a wedding gift to her just to be like, well done you. Like you got the guy. <laughs> you nailed it. Did you, you nailed did it. you have any contact with him through like high school and college and everything? Um, Like minorly, but like I got over him pretty fast when I met other guys. Right. <laughs> he when was you like, had a bigger pool than 13 yeah, people 13. to pick from. What was the gender split? Um, it was like six and seven. Oh, it was pretty yeah, good. Pretty I, had even. A, I had a buddy who went to like a, six, a 13, like, prison, but it was like yeah. three and 10. Yeah. Like yeah. 10 guys. That's how my sister's class was. Yeah. Two girls and 10 guys. Whoa. I know. Mm-hmm. I, had a, I had a crush on this girl all through seventh and eighth grade. And in eighth grade, I finally got up the courage to write a note and put it in one of her textbooks when she wasn't looking. Ooh. And she never acknowledged it. But three years later, a dude who knew her that whole time gave me shit about it. Like, <laughs> and, and it was like, it was at that, at that point, like I hadn't spoken to her in like, like almost that whole time because I think she moved away like a year later. But this like this like dude who was popular in the seventh grade was all of a sudden like using it as a way to like give me shit yeah. when oh. I was like a junior in fucking high school. <laughs> that is fantastic because he found the note. I guess she must have shown everybody. Oh, like okay. I think okay. that's what happened is like she was like, oh, that poor nerdy loser who wears sweatpants was has a crush on me. You found out how many years later? Like or? three years later. That's pretty good. Yeah, yeah That's crazy, right? I would have found out if she was telling it. Like if she told like in my grades, like we would have known. I know. I don't. I think. I think I was basically like the lowest cast of junior high. (laughs) Honestly, if I had known this now, the sexy guys in middle school turn out to be the losers. (laughs) That's a a fact. And I mean, no offense to Brock if you're listening, but um, (laughs) I think that's just like a fact in general. Like the guys that like peak in high school or middle school, like always become the ones who still live with their moms. Yeah, you know. No offense to any of our listeners who still live with their moms at 35. It's fine. Mm -hmm. It's okay. You can love your mom. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing wrong. Mm-hmm. Nothing wrong with that. Um, well, that was 
great that so far. Really we, fun. I feel like we've done enough improv for one episode. I think so. I think it feels good, unless there's anything we're missing, gentlemen. <laughs> no, there's no end to improv. So. No, no I, end to I didn't, improv. I didn't Would you have say any really that you guys want left? Yeah, yeah. us to start taking classes? Is that yes. fair? Did we show promise? Yeah. Did we show promise? <laughs> Yeah, I, I mean, I think I think like the the amazing thing is that anybody can do it and enjoy it. Like, mm-hmm. um, if you you have experience like performing, whether or not it's the same kind yeah. of thing, like mm-hmm. that gives you a leg up. I always say the people who do the best in our program are the people who've done improv somewhere else before, mm-hmm. just because like Practice. you learn it again, yeah, right? Exactly. You know. Um, well, one special treat for all of our listeners <laughs> is that um, this episode is a two for one because Max. Happens to be polyamorous. That's a, that's a, I wouldn't put it in the present tense. <laughs> <laughs> Haley, we rehearsed this intro. <laughs> okay, Course Max, correct. Fix it. Max was in a polyamorous yes. relationship. Can you just there please you share for the listeners everything about everything. it? Everything. Everything. Yeah. Uh, well, just most of the intimate details of your life would be probably. I, cool. I, I, met a, I met a girl in college uh, my senior year and... Uh, was super attractive like we did this thing where like we were in a coffee shop and uh and didn't know each other and started like making eye contact across the room and like like eye oh, flirting yeah. oh yeah for like a half an hour before i finally was like i guess i guess i should go talk to that girl was it a look think. like i'm not annoyed but yet can't wait to hear what you have to say <laughs> perhaps my sexiest like, my sexiest patiently like go on i, 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 I want to call this out that hasn't happened to anybody else right <laughs> has it Oh, I was just oh, making fun of Haley's the, diary, the diary entry. About. No, no, no. I'm saying the eye contact. Sorry. Oh. Um, ever? Not really. Like successfully made eye contact with someone? Yeah. It honestly is, sounds like fake to this me is a when I record it. Not when sober. It's happened cool. to me like when really mm-hmm. drunk at a point. Oh, absolutely. And yeah. at that point, you don't even know if it really happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So no, this going. was like broad daylight. Like I was in okay. a fucking coffee shop, like mm-hmm. hanging out, studying or whatever. Yeah. Uh, so I go over and talk to her for a little bit and it's just weird. I don't know. I got her phone number, which at the time was like a huge deal for me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think in general, it's a It's still like a it's fist a pump nerve- moment. Yeah, absolutely. But like, at the time, it was probably like the third time. Okay. You know, like, That's yeah. good. Totally. Like, I was uh, 20, 21 years old, right? Mm-hmm. And so this was like, Ooh. I never called her because I just like didn't know like how to handle that. Like I just like shut down from geeky, nervous energy and then like ran into her like three days later and we talked again and I was like, okay, yeah, I'm definitely gonna do something about this. And then my friend Charles walks up and he's like, oh, do you know her? And I was like, yeah. And he's like, oh, we we do the like um, ballroom dancing classes together. And he's like, I know her from that. She has a boyfriend. And I was like, fuck. <sighs> and I just left it at that. And then I like graduated and left. And she, okay, this is going to date this story. She finds me, this is like a year or two later on Friendster. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> wow. Which is, like Which a is pre-MySpace. Pre-MySpace, <laughs> yeah. Pre-MySpace, yeah. Yeah, Friendster was the one where somebody had to invite you in. And then this must have been 2000. You could only find or look at people who were either your friends or your friends of friends. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so she found me somehow because we had some mutual friend in common. Friend of me. At this point, she's still living in this is Eugene, Oregon, and I'm living in Portland, Oregon. And um, I go down to Eugene for uh, my friend Max's birthday. Another guy named Max. Mm-hmm. I call him Maxwell because it makes it easier. Right, right, I'm a Maximilian. Uh, I go down for Maxwell's birthday, and it turns out that Maxwell is having a joint birthday with this person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and <laughs> the girl. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, with the sexy ballroom dancer, yeah. like library girl. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So we coffee library shop girl. Coffee shop. Coffee shop. Sorry. You're confusing your own story again. You can't stop thinking <laughs> about rock. Still, oh. you're not in library class anymore. So uh, we we end up like talking all night and then like making out at some point and and I'm just assuming this whole time like oh this person's flirting with me and making out with me they must be single right yeah and then like. Later that night, I see her with the guy who was her boyfriend, but is now her husband. (gasps) And they're like sitting on the kitchen floor, like holding hands and kissing. And I'm like, what? I don't know what to do about this. So was she not wearing a ring at the time of your makeout session? I don't don't think so. When I was 21, 22, I don't think that hadn't cried. I was probably like 25 before I habitually looked at everyone's left hands. Mm, Okay. Okay. Uh, I do that all the time. Isn't that weird? I don't, does everybody, like, it's just at some point in your life, you're like. You wear a wedding ring, but you're not married. Correct. Yeah, so that, that threw me off. So you can see why it still is misleading. Yeah. Yeah. Listen for episode 75 and we'll answer that question. <laughs> okay. uh, so I, 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 get, I get like super weirded out by it. It's, it's like four, five, six in the morning at this point. 
and I just walk home which is like three miles across Eugene back to like where I used to live because my friends still live there. Mm-hmm. Crash on the couch. Don't really think about it. She reaches out to me like a couple days later and, it, and, I, and it's like, uh, okay, weird, whatever, but like fine. Yeah. She's like, oh, I'm in an open marriage. We like, we make out with other people. We don't sleep with anyone else, but we make out with anybody else. And I'm like, okay, fine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's cool. I'm still weird about it. And then we talk for the next like five years. Like we talk pretty regularly. We become like internet friends. She moves to uh, New York. Also on Friendster? Not, not for long. MySpace? (laughs) Eventually. Yeah. Okay. uh, And then Facebook. Yeah. Uh, Mostly, now mostly following like, her on Instagram, so yeah, it's mostly getting like, pretty uh, serious. Eventually, like Google Hangout. Ooh, right. okay, okay. okay. Uh, like that becomes the thing at some point. Mm-hmm. Anyway, like so, we both have like day jobs, and we just talk while we're at work all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. She's, I mean, and she's like one of like ten people I do that with, so it's not like sure. a weird thing. Um, in two thousand seven, my favorite band, Dispatch, has a reunion tour. They mm-hmm. had broken up, and they had a reunion show. They did two shows. They sold out Madison Square Garden for two nights. I bought tickets for one of them. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I don't know anyone in New York. Oh, wait, yes, I do. And like, I ask, I'm like, hey, can I crash on your couch if I come see this show and I have a second ticket if you want to go? Like, whatever. Sure. Like, I'm not going to go to this thing alone, but I got to go. And uh, she's like, great, yeah. And uh, so I go out there and I literally like the day before I'm going out, I'm talking to my friend Matt and I'm like telling him all the backstory on this. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, it's, it's kind of weird. Like. I know they're still in an open marriage, and at this point, Have like, you been like making out over the years. No, we hadn't seen each other since the. I hadn't seen her in Maxwell's birthday. Probably four years. Okay. okay. Like a long time had passed. So we yeah. hadn't seen each other, but we talked constantly. Like, right. And sure. like, honestly, like deeply and about personal shit. And I think mm-hmm. it was just one of those like, this is a person that I used to know, and they're not around, so it's easy to like tell them yeah. something I'm struggling with. Sure. Yeah. Sure. You know, I've told her all the bad shit about my relationships, and she's told me all the bad shit that's happened in her life, and you know that kind of stuff. Right. Got it. Uh, and I'm like, I'm like, I don't, I don't know if anything's gonna happen, but like, this is, it's kind of weird. Like now that I'm actually going, I'm like worried about it. And he's yeah. like, that's not gonna happen, man. Nothing's gonna happen. Like you're fucking, you're being crazy. <laughs> and I'm like, you're, okay, Classic you're right, Maxwell. you're right. No, th- uh, sorry, new guy. This is oh. Matt. Um, <laughs> I only gave hi, you Matt. one friend in this story. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, it's that's the problem. This is a long story. There's a lot of years in between. Yeah, yeah. So I go, I go to New York, and it's weird. I have to like get off the airport, and this is like 2007. So like, I don't have a smartphone. Like you have to like get your directions ahead of time and memorize your like subway oh, transfers oh, and printing out map all this quest. shit. Like I don't know how people got around back then. No. So uh, anyway, we spent like I spent like four nights there, and we we I think we I think we made out within like two hours. So fascinating. So she was polyamorous. You wouldn't say that you at that point. Like I was like, no, never. That makes no sense at all. Yeah, uh, right. This is just a thing I'm doing right now. You know, and I don't know. I like uh, we ended up. We didn't sleep together or anything at that point. And then they moved back to the Bay Area. Mm. And that was when it was like, it was like a do or die. It was like real <laughs> scary. It was like, You're like, well, I've been talking to this girl uh, on Google Hangout yeah. for 10 and a half years. Yeah. Uh, so I, I ended up, we ended up like starting to sleep together occasionally. And like, that Did was he, fine. Which is like, though, they're... No, they, they had at that they, point... They, like, they renegotiated the they I wasn't the first person that, okay. that had... That, and I think I think maybe at that point both of them had like stepped outside mm, uh, mm-hmm. in that way, and we I don't know I mean for for lack of a better word like we dated for two and a half years, mm-hmm. and I got more and more comfortable with it and was just fine with it, and like when I lost my apartment I slept on their couch for two months, um, and her husband is like you would be like having sex with her at their apartment and he would be there. I don't know I I I'm sure that happened at least once. Yeah. Yeah. While uh, he was there. Yeah. Did they have two bedrooms? They had like a bedroom and a living room. You Got know, it. With That's a couch. Enough. Yeah. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. I don't know. It's like at some point you just like, you're just like, eh, this is what's happening. Yeah. This is fine. And we were friends. Like when she was mm-hmm. off doing other stuff, we would just hang out. Like, and, But you never addressed it. Or did you address it? I don't think we had to address it. Like, it was, like, yeah. it was hey, like, a condition. What position does she like to do with you? No, definitely not. <laughs> <laughs> It was addressed. You just didn't need to like bring it up every time. Right. right? It was just yeah. like it was true. It was right. a precondition. Yeah. You know, and he dated somebody else during that time, and eventually, I like. Did you ever meet his other? person? Oh yeah, like the four of us hung out oh, on multiple occasions. Okay. okay. Uh, and then what would that dynamic be? Well, I, I think like, like you I, sit down at dinner. Who sits next to who? It was weird because uh, both of them, uh, my girlfriend and this. And her husband were were like big 
ballroom dancers. <laughs> but I'm just trying to no, yeah, yeah. No, no, I'm not totally. saying names, so I have to use pronouns course, and it's going to get confusing. Uh, uh, so, I, so we, they were both uh, ballroom dancers. Yep. They did a lot of that. They like ran a dance night in the mission mm, and like this okay. kind of thing. And I paid lip service to that and went dancing because that was so big in her life. You know, just like she went to my fucking improv shows. Right, like yeah. that, that happened. So it was like, uh, uh, just a part of that. But this other girl like refused to learn to dance. Oh. <laughs> so there were like, there were actually like weird times where like she and I would just be sitting there not dancing and not really wanting to talk. Cause I didn't have anything in common with her or care for her that much. Right. Right. <laughs> oh my gosh, so how did you guys break up? So I think it was, it was actually, it was literally like New Year's Day 2009 that we, I was finally like, no, wait, maybe it's 2010. Anyway, end of 2009, yeah. I think is what it was. And and we were like, I, I'd been kind of dragging it out forever because like I wanted something else from a relationship and I wasn't mm-hmm. getting that from it. And it's like, I'm never going to ever think she would like leave her husband and be with you. I certainly wanted that to be the case, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, I, like not because I, I ended up actually caring about the fact that she was in love with someone else. Like that didn't bother me. And I dated other people during that time, yeah. like just fine. Uh, but more that like, I was like, I'm jealous of the fact that you live with him and I would mm-hmm. like to live with you mm-hmm. and I will never be able to do that. And yeah. that, right. it, it was like in, in polyamory, there's a lot of talk about like having primaries and secondaries and like, who's your primary oh. relationship and that kind of thing. And okay. And I think at the time, like, th- there's always a, 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 sometimes people will be really abrupt about that and, like, really specific about it. Like, this is my primary partner and I would love to date you and sleep with you, but that's, you're never going to be that. Mm. In this case, like, that wasn't really how she talked about it. Uh, okay, and but, so, like, they were married. <clears throat> but they were yeah. married, so there's right. a, an inherent obstacle there, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Are they still together? No. She's no longer polyamorous, I think. Oh. At this point, she's in a fully monogamous relationship okay. and quite happy mm-hmm. in it and that kind of thing. Got it. When yeah. you dated other people, did you tell them about this whole thing or you just let them in the dark? No, they knew. Okay, I, it cool. was, it, I never like dated, dated. Like I never had another girlfriend, yeah. but I, I went out right. with people and, and slept with a couple other people. and yeah. you know. Didn't need to tell her. It's San Francisco. Yeah. San Francisco. <laughs> well, that is fascinating. So interesting. That provided me with a lot of clarity. Yeah. <laughs> and so are you guys still friends though? Or yeah. like you still We hung out last week. She was in town. She lives in Boston now. So. Oh, okay. Okay. So you guys still like, you know, do Google hangouts and stuff. Yeah, I mean at this point she's a professional dance teacher, so she's not on oh. her computer very much. Fair. <laughs> no bit. sex. Sex free. No, 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 we haven't no. I mean, you know, in years. Yeah. Sure, sure. Wow. That's fascinating. Fascinating. I still really I mean, she's like a person who will be my friend forever. Yeah, she's really absolutely. cool. And it's like in the long term scheme of things, we've now not been dating longer than we were dating and we were friends right. longer than we had been dating. So it's like a weird just yeah. blip in the middle. Totally. But at totally. least you know that that's not necessarily a situation you would like to put yourself in going forward. Yeah, I don't think so. But, you know, <laughs> I, I can't say for sure. Feel I, it out. It wasn't, it wasn't as weird as I thought it would be. Yeah. Well, I think with those relationships, I would imagine if when they don't <clears throat> work out or if they end, that there is such a much like higher likelihood that you would maintain some type of friendship yeah. because the situation in itself, it's never monogamous, right? So there can't ever be this thing of like, you were unfaithful or, or anything <clears throat> that actually causes those types of fights. Like, you'd probably be like, like that makes sense that you guys still have a good relationship. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. In some sense, I think it's still controversial, but part of me thinks like, in a long enough time frame, you're eventually going to want to sleep with other people. You're eventually going to have feelings for mm-hmm. other people. Mm-hmm. Like being honest about it and being able to address it, whether it's by act- acting on them yeah. or right. like being honest yeah. about them, yep. has to be a part of every relationship. You have mm-hmm. to be able to like get past those things somehow if you want to stay with a relationship long enough. Right. Totally. A lot of people really yeah. don't think <clears throat> monogamy is just natural at all. Right. In in the long term, which who knows? I mean, we wouldn't know yet, but like maybe down right. the road, that's how you feel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? Totally. Well, this has been so fun, you guys. <laughs> Very fun. Oh, wow. We've taken a serious turn. Oh, that was like we've... so like, in t- like I was like, realized yeah. I wasn't breathing once again, like through that story. I was like, uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> do you want do you have any premises? Do you want to start an improv scene from my story? I, I, I started this podcast off saying I was a boring one and I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think either of you were boring. Please. I think you're both sensational. Yeah. This was so much this fun. This was amazing. We've gotten a lot of clarity. I think we've honed in on our skills. Do you guys want to um, pimp out your, um, your show at all? to our listeners. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I don't think it's... I mean, it, our show is Friday. So if you want to see Max and Scott, um, that is Friday. Uh, we might be here and there on other nights, but it's mainly Friday that we're there. So that's a 10.30 show. I think what I'd like to pin It's called out, Your Fucked Up yeah, Relationship. Your Fucked Up Relationship. I think Where can I'd, they find it? 
endgamesimprov.com. Okay, perfect. I think the thing that we want to pimp on that is that starting in mid-September, we'll be doing an earlier 9 o'clock show. Because as you oh stated God. earlier, there is yes. the, yeah. the luck of getting in. We turn yes. a lot of people mm-hmm. away some weeks. Sometimes um, 50 people get turned away from that show. Yeah. So we'll be doing a 9 o'clock show um, as well so people don't have to wait in line because it won't be free, but it, it allows mm-hmm. people who want to yeah. just pay to, to get and see that show. But our theater does shows Monday through Saturday, um, six of those six nights, uh, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday have shows like three or four shows a night. Okay. And, uh, and just Friday and Saturday have 10 o'clock shows until Friday gets, gets the earlier show in mid September. But it'll still have the 10 o'clock show. Still have the 10 o'clock show. Okay. Absolutely. will still be free. Yeah, that does not we disappoint in. you guys. Yeah. It was so funny. It was amazing. And it's BYOB, been, which is like the best part. Yeah. That show has been free for five and a half years now. And That's will incredible. remain that way. Yeah. No, it's amazing. And, and uh, yeah, I mean, come come to the show first, obviously, but we teach improv. We teach people how to do this. And uh, if you want to jump in our training center, you know, endgamesimprov.com. Mm-hmm. We'll I have think that everyone's well. really eager to play bad rap for themselves. I think bad that rap, we yeah. would encourage everyone to try bad rap quickly first. <laughs> just kind of, you know, get used to it. And then if you are successful, like clearly Haley and I were, like Nailed still can't it. get over my word was like blast. Like that doesn't even like make any sense. We'll talk about this. <laughs> we'll talk about it later. We could maybe edit it out. Um, <laughs> Well, thank you guys for listening. Um, it's been another great episode of Cocktails and Clarity. We'll be back in two weeks this time. Quick break. Quick yep. break. Um, but we will talk to you guys then. Thanks, thanks, for, thanks for having for us. Thanks for having yeah, us. Yeah, thanks. Yeah.